Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Welcome in on this Monday, a good Monday. You know, David, I don't know if you're really a Monday guy. Are you a Monday guy or, or are you one of those guys that's like, I hate Mondays? Monday is, is the next opportunity to get something done, Doug. I love it. Yeah, it's, well, you know, I, I feel like it's the sort of the, the stereotype to be against Mondays, but I actually, I really enjoy Mondays because I feel like Monday I'm, I'm most motivated to get something done. That's the best way to look at it, my friend, and I am with you on that page, so let's get it done. Yeah, and I hope that the Hornets are as well, because they have a game tonight against the Mavericks at 7 p.m., another home game, another chance to extend this winning streak, which now sits at 7. They are still perfect in the month of March. Before we get to that, though, I have to comment on, on Selection Sunday. Did you watch Selection Sunday, all 17 hours of it? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, give me one second. We're in hour 13. I'm just waiting for them to finish announcing all the brackets. The, the South bracket so, is uh, still out. <laughs> even though it leaked. So, hey, guys, uh, good job on that. It's only the most important marquee night of the sport. It took, so, it took yeah. what? It took, what, an hour and a half to complete? And, and I think they may, they may have said one statistic, like just one. Like that's that's what I mean, really I, that's what really upsets me, David. Is that I, I I tuned in because I have followed the Hornets very closely and the NBA very closely, and I usually reserve my college basketball research for tournament time. And then as we you know when the season ends, I get my draft research into high gear. And I tuned into this selection show. I'm like, oh man, it's like an hour and hour and a half long. I can learn something. And I, I learned two hours, excuse me. And I learned nothing. Well, I would have settled for just information. I mean, you had to wait the entire two hours just to get all of the information. That's what people want to see. I mean, you do want to see the matchups. I mean, that's what most people, most fans are, are most concerned with. So but there's I think so, that was a little frustrating and 100% predictable. There are, so, <laughs> there are so many teams that I wanted to know a little something about some of these teams that I'll be picking, but all you could get them to say was, oh, that's a really tough team. They've got great guard play. Ooh, this team is is really tough defensively. Like, give, just give me one nugget of information. This is, honestly, David, like, that show is why we do the show the way we do the show, which is give you a little bit of information that you can take to the water cooler. No one stands around water coolers anymore, but that you can take to work or or your or your bro chat and 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 say here here's a little statistic that I heard on this show that that uh, shows why the Hornets are playing as well as they're playing right now. I mean, so. we try to. I I can guarantee you this much: we'll never wait two hours to tell you something that's already been decided and has probably leaked on Twitter. We will wait three minutes to get into our Hornets talk, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, since we last left you, the Hornets won two more games against the Pistons and then, of course, against the Houston Rockets. They are now winners of seven in a row. And, David, they are really unquestionably, in my mind, the hottest team in the NBA right now, playing as well offensively as they are defensively and and just really just scorching the league at this point. And, And national guys are starting to take notice. Yeah, it's hard to argue. I mean, 118 points per game uh, in the month of March over those seven games. Yeah, and I think you and I were pointing to this back-to-back last weekend, Detroit and Houston. I was a little more interested in that Houston matchup just because of the talent on that team, kind of what had been expected of that team thus far this year, even though it's been a bit of a bumpy ride. And the Hornets, you know, they, they took control of that game once again, we saw another big lead, uh, you know, get eaten up by a run. But that, but that's going to happen as we discussed. The most impressive stretch, maybe of the season, uh, was it was the opening of the fourth quarter there, where they just came out on fire and and were raining down three pointers. I mean, that was really impressive to me. They put the game away right there and just did not let up at all. So that was good to see on a couple fronts. Uh, maybe the most important is hey. We're not going to let another one you know, go down to the wire. We're going to decide this thing right here, and they did, which was good. Yeah, you had Marvin in the Houston game. You had Marvin Williams with an absolute red-hot first oh. quarter. And and then, of course, in the fourth quarter, you, you had the, the, the raining of threes, as you described. Um, but I think the important thing about this two-game weekend series is twofold. One, they beat two teams that needed to win a basketball game. Like Detroit had talent, they needed to win a basketball game, the Hornets won. The Rockets have Dwight Howard and James Harden, they needed to win a basketball game, and they lost. And they answered a lot, the the second reason I think these two games are important, because they answered a lot of the questions that we had, and that I think that the the coaching staff has had, and that uh, fans have, which is, Kimba didn't score 30 points in, in either of these games, but he is averaging 6.9 assists over his last 10. Career, he's about 5.3. So he's upping his distribution. And then guys like Nick Batum, who, you know, aren't, aren't Nick's not scoring 20 points a game, but he's dishing out eight assists and, and, and grabbing, you know, six, seven rebounds a game. So the ball is moving. And even if Kimba doesn't score 30, the rest of the offense has caught up to his fire. And uh, another question, Courtney Lee, could he make a big impact? And I think, you know, offensively he made a great impact in the Detroit game. Defensively, just guarding James Harden without fouling him. James Harden, 2 of 14 from the field, and most importantly, only took seven free throws. And you say only seven, but yeah, I mean, James Harden averages a ton of free throws. And, And that's where he gets, you know, his 40. A lot of that comes from getting to the line. And the Hornets did a great job, and Courtney Lee especially, of guarding him without fouling. And then uh, Lynn finally rebounded. Jeremy Lynn rebounded against Houston, played a great game, got it going early, which I think was the question, because he, he had been playing well late. Could he get it going early? He did. And the Hornets are answering more questions than they're digging up at this point. Yeah, on his bobblehead night, too, which is always nice to see. Always good to play well on your bobblehead night. (laughs) They held, I mean, the three-point defense against Houston was impressive as well. Ariza had one, um, and Harden was over five. So, I mean, 
Yeah, they, they really stepped it up. Um, what did you think about the insertion of uh, Troy Daniels? Because uh, he got some more extended minutes there and, of course, made an impact hitting some threes. Clipper talked a little bit about it after the game, but were you, I don't know, surprised? Or how do you think that plays out the rest of the way? you think he's just trying to find some more minutes for him? I'm not surprised necessarily. I think that because Clifford has mentioned before that he wanted to find some opportunities to get Troy in a game that mattered. And he mentioned after the game that he saw how well Troy had done in the in the lead up to that game and shoot around and, and, and such and knew it could could be a good night for Troy. And then you combine that with the fact that I felt like Lamb made several really, really bad errors on defense and had that bad pass turnover that led to a Houston Rockets bucket during that Rockets during one of the Rockets runs. So I think you combine those two things and I don't I don't know if Clifford was looking for an excuse to get Troy in there, but certainly Jeremy Lamb provided that excuse to get Troy a, another look. And I think Troy responded well. Because look, we know Troy can shoot. We know he can shoot cold off the bench. I mean, he comes in in these garbage minutes that he's gotten and, you know, is, is just absolutely lighting it up despite sitting for not only long periods during that game, but, you know, long periods during close games when he never sees the floor and he comes in and he shoots like fire. So we know he can do that. But I thought he impressed me with his ability to stay focused and not make mistakes defensively as well. And, you know, look, you don't want to make, I don't think, drastic changes to the rotation as we approach, especially you know when you're on a seven-game winning streak. You don't want to do too much to shake it up as we head towards the playoffs. But I think Troy Daniels can make an impact on this team and could be one of those sneaky substitutions that you always see with playoff teams as they – you know, try to get their, their roster and their rotation finalized. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all to see Troy Daniels be put in and make an impact in a playoff game because he's done it before, you know, and that's the kind of player that this team was looking for when when they signed him, someone who could contribute and, and could shoot and who they could trust. And it's interesting at that wing position because now you have Courtney Lee, right, who Clifford doesn't have to worry about, really. He can throw him out mm-hmm. there. He's going to be steady Eddie. He's going to be uh, consistent, and you know what you're going to get from him. And some nights he's going to contribute more than others on offense. But like we've said, he's there just to be a solid player who knows what he's doing. And then if you've got Lynn, if you've got Batum, if you've got Kemba that you can depend on you know, for scoring, you can afford to play with Lamb and uh, Daniels a little bit. You know, if Lamb's not having it one night, you know, give Daniel a few more minutes. Lamb has been pretty good this year, but – you're still seeing some of the inconsistencies. So, you know, maybe that takes some of the pressure off him uh, and allows Clifford to have a little more flexibility. I mean, it gives him a lot of options, which is a nice thing to have. One last note on on that game, Big Al, uh, double-double, 10 points and 10 rebounds in 30 minutes of work. So it it seems like to me he's really rounding into form uh, in this bench role. Uh, I mean, I I think that could be something nice for the Hornets down the stretch. Are you continuing to like what you're seeing from that standpoint? Well, and Clifford said after the game, you know, he's a competitor and probably one of the biggest competitors on this team, not only physically, but he's also, you know, got a lot of heart and he's going to play better as the games get bigger. And and you need a couple of those guys that because as well as Kimba has played, you know, he hasn't played in a lot of big situations 
And, and as well not as an, not in the NBA. No, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not in the NBA. And the same with you know Marvin. I, Marvin's had a few playoff series, but you know you need guys who have proven that they play well in, in big moments. And and Al Jefferson has certainly done that in his career and in, in uh, the the stops that he's made in Utah and Boston. So. Well, and look, Doug, look, look, we talk about, you know, Courtney Lee played in the finals as a rookie. Exactly. Um, Troy Daniels, we mentioned, hit a game-winning three-pointer in Portland as a D-league call-up. Um, so they're surrounding some of these guys, even though the team as a whole doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. They've found guys in spots that have been in those big situations, which is important when you get into that second season. Totally, totally agree. Let's talk about the Mavericks, a team that Al Jefferson has played very well against. In fact, in the last game, Jefferson had 31 points. And it's really interesting because I think that Mavericks game, when I think back to what the team was doing at the time, they were leading the league in three-pointers made with a little over 11. And Big Al, even he, he was starting then, but we were still trying to figure out, like, what's his role going to be? Uh, how does he fit with this team? And this game was a signal that it could work. And now we flash forward to now, and the team has gone through a lot since then. And Al Jefferson has obviously spent a, a lot of time away from the team. Now he's back. Now he's getting into groove. But we're still asking that same question. How exactly is he going to fit as this team approaches the playoffs? And the Hornets are back to form in terms of shooting the basketball and offensive efficiency. The Mavericks, on the other hand, on a five-game losing streak that included losses to the Pistons and Pacers, two teams that the Hornets have beaten recently, they just have no shooting off the bench. So that's going to be where the Hornets can really attack this team. Um, and the bigs, their bigs really can't guard. They don't have a, a single big man that that is heavy in the rotation that is really a plus on defense. And that's why you, know, you can expect, David, Al Jefferson may not start this game, but I, I feel like he's going to get heavy minutes in this game. Yeah, I think that would, <clears throat> that would be a good bet there, Doug. Uh, this is another game, uh, you know, as we continue to go through this home stretch, home stand for the Hornets that they are the favorite in. I think you can't look at this game and not say they're their favorite, especially the way they've been playing. So uh, they stand at 37 and 28 overall right now inching closer to that 44-45 win mark that we've kind of earmarked uh, for postseason, uh, guaranteed a spot in the postseason. So another another big week here for the Hornets. It, it feels like the weeks just keep getting more important as we go. And for them to keep it going, especially against you know another Western Conference foe who's at 500 right now, um, a, a big, big outing for the Hornets tonight. Yeah, and they, they still have to pay attention to Dirk Nowitzki despite the struggles that the Mavericks have had over the last five games. And they're fighting for a playoff spot too now because of this yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, because of this five-game losing streak. They now sit in eighth place in the Western Conference at 33-33. and 33. So they, like the Houston Rockets before them, are going to be fighting, digging, trying to get out of this losing streak. But they have to pay attention to Dirk. Dirk has still played well. 24.6 points per game, 6.6 rebounds on 54.7% shooting over the last five games. He is still a threat. And, you know, you can still, like we saw against the Pelicans, you can still have, you know, Nowitzki, Matthews, uh, David Lee off the bench. A couple of these guys go off for big games, 
and it still spelled trouble for the team despite you know the the Mavericks as a as a whole not playing very well so the Hornets will have to be on top of their game last word David before we get out of here well I think you, you mentioned all that talent on there and, and y'all kind of have to think about Rick Carlisle who's a great coach so anytime you're going up against an NBA team with a great coach doesn't matter if it's home of the road or what kind of streak you're on uh it, you're going to be in for a tough fight but I think the Hornets have reached a point now where if they play their game if they keep playing the way they're playing it, it doesn't matter as much what the other team does the Hornets stick to their guns and perform like they have been, they'll be okay. I, I know I said last word, but I have one more thing to say that the <laughs> <laughs> the Mavericks uh, in March have given up the most fast break points in the league. So if the Hornets, who are suddenly improving their pace, their pace has skyrocketed uh, since the beginning of the season. They're playing a lot faster, not just fast break, but – you know, getting into their offense a lot faster. I think if they continue to do that, then they should be successful against this Mavericks team. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy your Monday. We're, we'll certainly enjoy ours. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check out at uh, Hive Talk Live on Twitter. That's where we will be live tweeting this uh, basketball game tonight, 7 p.m. That's when they tip. Until then, all hail the teal and purple. Whoa!